Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, a very happy Thursday to everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Now, today is a little bit different because producer Kina is off getting some dental work and, you know, getting taken care of in that good way. So uh, the call-in number is for the L.A. area is 424-258-9337, and it is for everyone else, including all of those right here in the absolutely beautiful and oddly mild weathered San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. The chat room is open, although right now it is self-serve. So it, you can log in there and listen in on the show. If you have a question and you would like to call in, uh, I will do my best to manage the technology to be able to answer your call. So today we're going to be talking about how much sharing is too much sharing. And in a world where social media is pretty much an everyday occurrence and it is an everyday part of our lives, we all know that We can share things, and we have all seen people who share things, and we'll go, wow, really? Is that, you really want to share that? Everybody. So we're going to talk about what it means to share. And what I mean by share is by sharing information, sharing that part of ourselves that's within ourselves, our hopes, our dreams, our fears, our concerns, our, our, you know, irritations. And it is important to share. And we're going to start off looking at how sharing is necessary and in order to really be our authentic selves. When we suppress our ability, you know, our our right to express ourselves in a way that we need to, I mean, you know, short of shouting fire in a crowded theater, which would be bad, that that is bad, when we need to speak our truth, That is a vital part of our makeup on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. You want to create stress in the body? One of the best ways to do it is to prevent yourself from saying something to somebody that really needs to be said. And it doesn't mean that you have to blow up at them. And in fact, it is so much better that if something happens, you say it then, you deal with it, and you get it over with, as opposed to letting it sit inside you and fester and grow and create resentment, and then you stack every new little bit of resentment gets stacked on top of that. And the more you hold that tight, the more you, it's like, I'm just going to smile at this person, but inside my guts are in a knot. What that's going to do is that's going to create some significant stress-related health problems. Uh, We, people still get ulcers. You don't really hear a lot of people talk about ulcers too much, but ulcers are something that people get. And one of the ways we get it is when we hold on to that stress, 
it increases the amount of stomach acid, which starts making little holes in the stomach. Because the body is not designed to maintain stress. We are not wired that way. We are designed to adapt to stress, to be able to maintain during a period of time, and then be able to have that stress reduced so we can, our body can move back into its normal state where we are not in fight, flight, or freeze. Or maybe fight, flight, freeze, or freak out. The idea that when you have something that's really weighing on you, it's so important to be able to share that and to be authentic in it. We each need to really be creatures of our word. If you say something, it should be what's in your heart. I'll often, when I talk to people, they know that I don't say things I don't mean. If I tell somebody, wow, you are looking really great today, I'm telling them because I think they look really great that day. Or if I tell them, you know, you're really looking kind of tired, are you all right? Then that means I honestly believe that they're looking tired. And not only do I want to acknowledge it, I am going to wait for an answer. When I say, are you all right? I want to know. As opposed to, hey, how's it going? And then the person doesn't even stop as they're walking by. If you ask somebody, how are they doing? Then wait for them to tell you. And if somebody asks you how you're doing and you really feel that there's something you need to express, tell them. It is really a a very healthy exchange when we can communicate. We don't just talk at each other. This is about really communicating what's going on. And often we get wrapped up in well, you know, they they really don't need to hear my problems or, well, you know, they really aren't interested. If somebody asks you, and if it's a friend, if it's someone who you know cares about you, they're interested. They want to hear what's going on. If 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 you're looking like, wow, that person is really carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders, and somebody says, hey, you know, what's going on, tell them. Share, because once we let stuff out, if if we have fears, especially fears that are inside of us, they are exponentially reduced when we can share that with someone who we can trust to hold that and say, "Wow, you know, it, I'm I'm really hearing your concern. Can you know? Do you want to talk more about it?" And for them to be there, not to judge, not to try to fix, not to try to correct. Because that's one of the risks when you share is that somebody may take it as an opportunity to try to fix you. We can't fix anybody. We can help someone to be able to find their way through a very difficult situation, mostly by listening. And if you're someone who normally doesn't feel comfortable sharing and doesn't feel comfortable by talking about personal issues, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to plaster it on Facebook. I really strongly recommend you find someone who you can trust to listen to you. I mean, really listen. And allow them to let you work the whole thing out. I mean, often if I'm talking to somebody, it's almost as if I'm talking to myself. I'm not necessarily looking for them to tell me what they feel or what they believe. I'm looking for someone to be a sounding board 
to help me say something out loud. If I can state a fear out loud, for me, that reduces it because it's no longer inside of me. And if I'm talking about something really close to my heart, something really that's really kind of, you know, scaring me a lot, and I can look at somebody or hear in their voice, hey, you're going to be all right. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, go ahead and tell me about it. And that just takes everything to, to that place of, all right, I'm not alone in this. Because that's the whole point of sharing is that we don't want to be alone. We want to include somebody. Maybe it's something really amazing and wonderful and, you know, hey, you know, my, I'm, I'm about to have my first grandchild or, you know, we're going to have our first baby or I got job that I was looking for or we got the house. All of those things are really cool things to share. And when you have something that's so wonderful in your life that you just want to scream it from the rooftops, finding people that you can share that with who can celebrate with you, who are not going to say anything to detract from it. You know, it's like, hey, guess what? We're going to have a baby. Well, you know how expensive babies can get. That's not who you share that with. Share it with the people who are going to go, oh, my gosh, congratulations, awesome, yay, you know, and and do all those celebratory things. So sharing is an amazing thing. It allows us to let stuff out, and whether it's joyous or whether it's it's terrifying or whether it's it's frustrating, whatever it is, letting it out means that it's not sitting inside of us. Letting it out to someone who you trust means that you can have them interact with you on it so it's not so scary. And I had a situation just yesterday. Yesterday morning, I got a call from my ex-husband, and he was contacted by, you know, a state trooper in Oklahoma. My youngest son is a truck driver, and he was in an accident, and it was a very bad one. And when my my ex-husband contacted me and, and told me about it, and I immediately went into... Yeah, I went out of doctor mode and into mother mode where, oh, my God, my, it's my baby and, and my baby's hurt and, and I can't be there and what's going on and, and all, all these other things because he had to be taken by ambulance to the hospital. And in that moment, it was just that was anybody who has had a family member and you've gotten one of those calls from a, a state trooper or a highway patrol person, it, it's just, it, it's like a gut punch. And I had suddenly this huge amount of emotion and fear and, and just, you know, everything. So what did I do? I reached out. I reached out to a friend who I've known since 1980. I reached out to the woman who is my adopted mom. You know, I reached out to the head pastor of the church that I'm the associate pastor to. And we got him on prayer list. And, you know, they heard me. They, they allowed me to be in that place of fear and didn't remind me, well, you know, you're a doctor and you should be able to be calm about this. They didn't do that. They understood that it was coming from the heart of a mother who was terrified that something was seriously wrong with her child. 
and that she couldn't be with him. And it was amazing that even though I was, I was upset, I was worried, I was crying, I was, you know, waiting to hear something. And, and it's always that, that gap of time when you don't hear anything that is just like unbelievably painful when you don't know and when you have to wait, you know, states away to see what's going on with one of the most important people in your life. My two sons are the two most important people in my personal universe. And the idea that one of them was somewhere where I couldn't be there to hold his hand and he was going through something and it it just, it, it floored me. And so I reached out. My choices were to stay there and sit there and, and allow the terror to consume me and and to just be trapped in my own mind with all of the possible stories. And see, when you're a doctor, there's such a thing as too much in, information inside your head. So immediately, I'm able to access all of the worst-case scenarios. I can access worst-case scenarios that most people don't aren't aware of. All of them were running through my mind. So I reached out to the people not who knew medical stuff, but who knew me. And who could say, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry, and who would listen to me. And by doing that, that kept me balanced enough, just enough, to be able to hold out until I got more information, until I got the call that, you know, the the brain scans and all of that came out negative, that there was nothing going on, that he would be okay. And then, you know, as often mothers will, once I found out he was going to be okay, and I still had to wait a while before I had a chance to talk to him, when I found out he was okay, that's when it really hit. That's when it just came crashing in on me because I'm still thinking about the possibilities and what could have happened. And I needed to be in that space for a while and just cry and <clears throat> feel what I was going to feel because if I tried, it's like, okay, he's going to be fine. I'm not allowing myself to go through this process then all of that, that fear would still have been inside me. And so my friends were there, and, and they put them on a prayer list, which meant that, you know, the, the Universal Church of the Master's prayer list, so that means all the churches and all the charters, and a lot of them knew me, and so I was getting text messages and emails and, and you know, people leaving me voicemail messages saying, hey, you know, we're with you, we're praying for you, for him and for you, and, and all of this support that came flooding in that allowed me to not have to be strong because one of the best things about sharing is that you can have a chance when you find that right person to share with, you can have a chance to set aside being strong so that someone else can be it for you so that someone else can hold you. And I'm so blessed. You know, it was the the outpouring of love and support at a time when I couldn't be strong. That would not have been possible had I not shared, had I not been willing to authentically, you know, tell people and not feel, well, I'm Dr. Eileen, so I need to, you know, be very calm about this, as opposed to being a terrified mother who was crying saying, I'm scared, I'm so scared. And being able to do that, sharing that much of myself and how much I authentically felt 
and not having to worry how anybody else was going to hear it. That allowed me to move through, to go through the, the post, you know, event breakdown. When my sons were younger, my, my ex-husband was fascinated by the fact that um, if something happened to one of them, I was calm, cool, collected. You know, I talked to them gently. You know, we go to the hospital. I'm talking to the doctors. And, you know, and I'm just being, you know, I've got this serene look on my face. And I'm telling the boys it's going to be just fine and da-da-da-da. Then we get them home. They go to bed. And then I would just break down and, and cry and, and all of this other stuff and, and cry into a pillow so I didn't wake them up. And he'd say, how, how do you do that? You're, you're so calm and you're so together. And then it's like after everything's fine, then you break down. And I said, that's just how I do it. So for me to have that breakdown period and yet to know that I could talk to people about it, that I could share about it. And really, you know, that ability, we're communal creatures. We exist in community. And it is, it is amazing how healing it can be to have somebody just really sit with you and listen to everything you're saying and, and just be there with you, not trying to fix you or fix anything or tell you why what you're feeling is not what you should be feeling, but just to say, okay, I'm here. I'm here with you. We're going to get through this together. So that is, that is the amazing light side of sharing. And when you can be authentic with someone, when you can just trust them enough to be there for you, that is a gift that is beyond price. Now, on the other side, there is such a thing as too much sharing. And and when I say too much sharing, that is when you are making someone who is not a part of the solution a part of the problem. That is when it goes into that place of, you know, like being on social media. I have seen people on Facebook and they're having like huge, raging, very personal arguments through their Facebook posts. And I have always thought, first off, it really feels kind of voyeuristic. And second, you're trying to have a discussion. If you're trying to resolve something, if you've got some really major issues between someone, taking it out into a public forum means that you're trying to figure out a way to get allies, that, you know, you either want to, that either the purpose is to shame the person, to berate them publicly, to damage their reputation, to, to in some way put them up to public ridicule because of some hurtful thing that was either said or done. And while that is a way, it is a tool to use, it certainly isn't the best, especially if your purpose is to try to, to work something out. If, if it really is an honest effort to interact with someone and say, hey, what you did was really hurtful to me, and it's not okay. We need to talk about this. That can be done between two people, or that can be done, you know, with two people and maybe someone to mediate. To take it and and put very personal issues out on Facebook, that's not a safe container. 
that is not something that you want to have because, you know, it's once it's on Facebook, it's on Facebook forever. I don't care if you delete it. Somebody saw it. They may have copied it. They may, you know, for whatever reason, you know, there are consequences to putting stuff out there. Now, one of the more practical consequences is that many of the companies that hire people now will actually ask you for your Facebook page or access to your Facebook so they can read what your posts have been. And if you decided you were going to go on a venomous rant about something or have kind of a back and forth thing going with someone, a potential employer might look at that and go, wow, this person's kind of a loose cannon, isn't it? aren't they? And I think that maybe we should think twice about hiring this person. People have gotten in trouble on Facebook for sharing um, privileged information in their companies. And they've gotten fired over it. You know, they the companies will check the Facebook pages. And there have been times when people who have been excited about something new their company is putting out and they talk about it and then that's privileged information. Or maybe they go on a rant about their boss or their spouse or their kids. And the one thing I've noticed on Facebook is pretty much everybody has an opinion. And not all those opinions coincide with yours. And because of the anonymity of social media, the idea that, you know, you can be sitting somewhere and you can kind of spout off whatever it is that you want to say, and there's no real direct consequences. It's not the same as you're sitting across from someone going, hey, I really disagree with what you said. And... especially during a time when it's a very political phase right now and people putting politics and other people saying, hey, you know, you're wrong, that's a jerky thing to say, and da-da-da-da. And then, you know, there's a, well, how could you tell me what to say? And, you know, and then it all becomes very personal. It is important to remember that sometimes it's really good to not share too much to too many people because you have a huge fight with your partner and you put it all over Facebook and, you know, oh, this person and they did this and they did that and they did this and I have seen it and probably most of us have. Then, you know, you and your partner resolve and it's like, okay, you know, kiss and make up. Well, then there are hundreds of posts in the Facebook that, where people are giving opinions, either saying, no, you're wrong, or yes, you know, your partner is a jerk, and it will long surpass what it is that you um, that you initially put out, including your intention. So it is really crucial to take into consideration what is it that is the purpose for sharing, If your purpose for sharing is I need support for something very intense that I'm going through, you know, that's great. Then the next question is who do I share this with? Do I share this with everyone I know, everyone on my Facebook list, or do I choose the people who are going to be, you know, really that that rock of Gibraltar level of support 
that I know I can I can depend on. Also, it means I'm going to choose people who I know are not going to go and tell everybody my business unless I, I give them permission. People who I know that can stay, you know, very closed mouth about what I tell them. When you place it in social media, it's out there for everybody. And it is really a, a very good thing to make the decision before you click post, do I really want everybody and their cousin to know about this issue? And if I do, why do I want to do that? Why do I want that many people involved in it? And maybe there's a perfectly good reason. Maybe it's wonderful news and you just want to share it with the planet. And that's great. You know, hey, got the job. You know, and everybody congratulates you and all of that stuff. And um, it is very easy to slide into negativity, especially on a really charged issue. And I've known people who have, you know, I mean, and it was really beautifully written in both cases, where an established couple were no longer a couple. And, you know, the marriage was ending. They posted as a, like a joint post, they both posted the exact same thing on both their sites, saying that basically, you know, they've chosen to end the relationship, that they want to honor each other, that they would appreciate any and all expressions of support, and that they did not want anyone choosing sides no negative comments directed at either one and that they would explain any details to those who were closest in a private manner. And they asked simply that, you know, for those of, you know, who knew them both that allow them to work through this process so that they could manage it in a private and and more sacred way. I thought that was amazing. I thought it was wonderful that they would say, it's like, look, we know everybody's kind of hearing things. We want to let you know this is what's going on, and we would appreciate your, you know, respect in not speculating. And we would also appreciate that there are no angry or negative comments directed at either one. And when you can set parameters like that, then it becomes an opportunity. And so what people were sharing were, we're so sorry. And if either of you need anything, please contact. We'll pray for both of you, uh, wishing you the best. So it became an opportunity for people to be very supportive of both of them, as opposed to somebody who is, oh, I'm, you know, leaving my husband or my wife or my partner and here's all the reasons why, and they're a jerk, and and all of these things. That doesn't lead to anything productive. It is negativity put out that will draw negativity. And, and keep that in mind when you're sharing, whether it's on Facebook or whether you're talking to somebody, what you put out is what you will get back. If you put out kindness and understanding and a desire for support, then, you know, that's what you get back. If you put out spite and negativity 
and, you know, righteous indignation and judgment, generally, ultimately, that's what you get back. So enjoy the light and shadow of social media and of sharing. Keep in mind, we have to share because when we keep that stuff blocked up inside of us, it doesn't go anywhere good and it can create illness and stress inside the body. And decide what you share, if you need to share it, and with whom you're sharing, and most importantly, what do I, what do I need most out of sharing? What is it that I want to get out of sharing? And as long as you can answer those questions really honestly within yourself, your sharing is going to bring you happiness and support and love and joy. So thank you for joining me, and I will be checking into the chat room after the show. So if you would like to post a question in there, otherwise, you can reach me through my website at www.healing-house.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, I'm under there under Dr. Eileen on Twitter, and like me on my Facebook page, Reverend Dr. Eileen Augustine. And if you need anything from me, if you need someone who can listen as you share, I'll be happy to. So, until next week, this is Dr. Eileen wishing you balance and blessing and wonderful sharing that brings us all closer together and lets you find some smiles along the way. Everyone, take care. And we'll talk to you next week.